Connect with your potential customers wherever they are. Effective uses Comcast viewership data insights to combine advanced targeting capabilities with premium TV and streaming content so you can deliver the best ad experiences to your audience no matter how they watch. Visit EFFECTV.com. Welcome to The Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for uh, taking some time out of your day to hang out with us here. The Grit Daily Startup Show. We love talking about the world of startup, the good, the bad, and what we like to call the gritty. So I'm curious to learn what your experience has been uh, in that spart- in the startup space. But before we get into all that, let's help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you and your backstory. Yeah, buddy. Well, startups and technology are my backstory, I feel like. So I feel like it'll be on display all day today. But um, I don't know. I've been programming since I was 12 years old. I started a lemonade stand when I was nine. I've always been an entrepreneur. Sold my first website when I was 18. Went into my chiropractor, needed to pay an invoice and, and asked my dad, dad, what, what am I going to charge this guy? Right. And he said, well, what do you want to charge him? I said, well, I need my rent. So I put my rent down uh, and, and he paid it and I became an entrepreneur. And, and so I've always liked building things. Um, you know, pro, I, I got started programming because I liked building games and, and, and different things like that. And that's really led me to where I am today, where um, I worked on Charles Schwab and I worked on Sam's Club and get to work on all these cool companies, um, specifically because I love building great things and the entrepreneurial nature of, uh, of my personality. So, um, yeah, I got into retail about eight years ago. Uh, at a company called Belk, took over their mobile app uh, maybe five years ago, um, 3x that thing, 2x it, 3x it again, took it from a $9 million mobile app to, uh, you know, multiple $100 million mobile app, even though it's a regional retailer. Um, and that really led me to where I am today. I identified a problem in the market where there was not a sort of, uh, you know, easy way to spin up a mobile app, same way I can spin up a website. And that's why I created Build It. Great. Let's talk about that. So when, when did this start and how did this come about? So I was, as I was mentioning, um, you know, we, we built this mobile app. Um, it did okay in the very beginning. It was in retail. Um, and then we rebuilt it on top of a software development kit um, that was for, you know, e-commerce. And it was okay, but it was very expensive, you know. And uh, at the time, I was a senior manager in IT managing the budget and the technology. And I just saw that there was this gap, right? Like anybody can spin up a Shopify site in a day. A large e-commerce retailer can spin up uh, a commerce cloud site or an SAP hybrid site or whatever it is that they like in let's say three to six months. But in mobile app world, the paradigms were different. It was much more expensive, even though it's a better higher converting customer. um, uh, Companies were avoiding it because of the cost. So, you know, instead of spending you know, a million dollars a year, I ought to be able to spin up something in SaaS on mobile app the same way. So I started ideating on what build it was going to be, talking to people in the market. This was probably three years ago, trying to figure out, you know, what is what is the makeup um, of, of uh, the, the, the market? What does it look like? 
And uh, so I, I left my senior manager job, raised some money, um, and built build it. And and now we're we're on the ground running. Awesome. So um, it, who are some of your customers? I was taking a look at the website before uh, the interview, and these these apps are uh, are, are next level. This isn't just your uh, t- typical yeah, well. e-commerce app. Well, Belk obviously is one. They use our checkout. They use our content management system. Our content management system for mobile apps is really incredible. It's one of the only that really specifically for mobile apps. We obviously have Forever 21. We we do some stuff with them, Compass Group. So a lot of really large companies, and we just signed a very big customer um, in a Latin American country uh, that's under NDA, but I'm extremely excited about it. It's a large enterprises uh, kind of focused. Um, but you know, you might be surprised only maybe the top 25%, uh, e-commerce companies even have a mobile app, even though it feels ubiquitous to, you know, people out in the market because of Amazon and Starbucks and, and, and those others. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you guys excited about for 2023 as time we're recording this, we're winding down 2022, which is kind of wild in and of itself, but, uh, (laughs) what do you, what do you guys have on deck for 2023? Well, obviously, e-commerce is going to continue growing. You know, you're not going to see it uh, at the COVID levels and it's going to level out. But stores are still trying to sort themselves out. Mobile app goes with stores. Um, We're going to bring our content management system um, even farther into the current ecosystem where we're providing A-B testing and and even web content management. Um, And then in the app world, you know, really supporting a lot of the new use cases. I I shouldn't say they're not exactly new, but they're new to a lot of customers. Curbside pickup, um, Apple Pay, App Clips. App Clips is one I'm really excited about because you don't have to have the app to have an app experience. If I send a link over text message, I get a miniature version of the app. Um, We just launched it with Belk where, you know, if I text you a product, um, in, and you don't have the mobile app, it literally pulls up a miniature mobile app without downloading it and you can buy it right there with Apple Pay. And I think about in the retail space, that's an incredible opportunity because I can scan a QR code, I can send a text message, whatever, and now I can buy the product right there. If they're out of my size, I wear, I wear I have a weird size shoe. So like I'm a 13, which is just below the big and tall threshold, but just above the sort of average shoe size, right? And so they're often out of my shoe size. So I can go in, I can scan the shoe that I want, and I can buy the size that I want online because e-commerce obviously has um, a much bigger warehouse of products than the individual stores do. And, you know, retail is carrying less inventory just as a way of uh, increasing their margins anyway um, with with the way the space is. So we think App Clips is a really cool opportunity curbside App Clips as well so that you get a really great geolocation experience picking up your products. Um, without having to download the app. Um, those are the ones that we're most excited about. And then, you know, of course, AR and VR and all the things that everybody's, you know, sort of hyped up about, which we think will come at the tail end of next year rather than kind of early next year. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to the world of startup, what, what would you say has been the worst part of the startup process? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Well, first of all, you got to be ready for a challenge. I love what you, I love your podcast name, Grit Daily right? Because you have got to have a thick skin and a grit to get you through all of the different pieces. And that doesn't, that's not just the financial pieces, right? Although the financial piece is important, but it's the relationship pieces. It's bringing on the right people. It's letting go of people that maybe you really like and and that you want to work with, but don't fit or that don't make model. 
changing the model, dealing with customers in the enterprise. You know, you're dealing with very large customers with very large high expectations um, and managing your, um, you know, their expectations is an extremely important piece. So what would I say is the worst part? I mean, the worst part is just the ups and downs, right? Like at Build It, we care strongly about people. We often talk about we build great people and we build great products. And the reason why we talk about building great people is because we want to set them up to where no matter what the scenario is, right? If we if we somehow had $40 million in investment in the bank, or if we've got, you know, a hundred bucks in the bank, that we're preparing people to win in their personal life. Uh, one of our engineers went to Microsoft. He's in Kenya. And I was super excited for him. He was a little nervous about talking to me, but I was excited about it. I wanted to see him grow, right? Yeah, it sucks that we lost a great guy, but I'm pumped for him. And I'm glad he learned enough to go on to Microsoft working with us. So, you know, the worst part is the interpersonal ups and downs um, of moving people around, getting the right people on the bus, getting them in the right seats. The financials is obviously a daily challenge. Um, but you know what, man, if you ever want to test your chin, get in the startup world. And let's see what you got. Yeah, absolutely. What, what would you say has been the best part of the startup process? I'm going to say the people again, I, I, I love people. So I love seeing them grow. I love seeing our guys learn new things. We are a learning culture. And by the way, every startup should be a learning culture. You shouldn't, you should say that because it's your business model, right? Like we bring young people in, guys and girls that, that want to learn something new. Uh, obviously, they're smart people anyway. Uh, teach them everything that we learn, mentor them. And then, you know, when they call you up and say, hey, I got a better job offer, you say, look, I, I wish you'd stay with us but I'm glad to see it grow. So I love seeing my team learn new things. I love seeing them take on new challenges. And I especially love seeing them exceeding expectations. You know, when you say, look, I'm going to give a young team a, a hard project to work on. And when they kill it and they come out of nowhere and you're like, wow, that was amazing, right? Like I never knew that that, that team was capable of that. That's got to be my favorite part. Yeah, being seeing people do grow into exactly what, you know, they're, they're designed to do, not, not necessarily, you know, I think a lot of businesses and brands get that wrong. They think that people work for the company. It's all about the company. And it's, you know, it's it's, it's quite the opposite, really. Well, it, look, I, what is the saying? I forget what it is from Steve Jobs or it's attributed to Steve Jobs, right? Which is, you know, well, what if we teach these people and they leave? And he says, well, what if we don't teach them and they stay? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love that quote because I think every company has a reason to invest in their people. And by the way, if you treat them right, they usually don't leave. True. You know, like they want to stay. They want to work with great people. And you, and not only that, but you're getting a bang for your buck when you bring somebody in young, teach them. They like working with you. They like learning. I mean, I feel like every company is incentivized to have people that want to learn in their own time and on the job. Um, you know, you want to grow. That benefits the company. I mean, I just don't see any way that it doesn't benefit everybody. And by the way, it's just a really good human thing to do. Yeah. So uh, imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. Yeah. Well, those are, uh, th thanks for sharing those uh, tidbits with us here. That's what we love to talk about the world of startup on here. And those are all great examples of good and bad. But I love, you know, the fact that you guys really are, are focused on your team. Um, and that's, that's really where the success comes from is when people are excited to be at Absolutely, doing the job that they're doing. Well, it's been great to learn about what you guys have, have built over at built it. And, uh, <laughs> you're, you're clearly creating solutions that matter, making life just that much easier. So I want to, want to encourage you to keep up the great work. Uh, any final thoughts for our listeners? 
you know, just be a good human and uh, work hard, you know, talk less, work harder uh, and, and grow, man. I mean, uh, that's just my mantra. And I hope everybody lives by it. You, you gain big benefits in your life. So. Absolutely. Matt, uh, great, great to chat with you for a few minutes here and learn what you guys are doing uh, over a build it. Wish you guys continued success. And thanks again for your time. Thanks, Sebastian. Have a great day. You too. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Up to $26,000 per employee? They call it the 15-minute refund, but it's not a gimmick. It's for business owners who stuck it out during the pandemic. The Employee Retention Tax Credit, or ERTC. But time is running out to get started. Talk to the experts. JWC Advisors at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Who are they? CPAs who will keep you on the right side of the IRS. So do it the right way. Go to iHeartTaxRefunds.com. That's iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Thank you.